Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Manny. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Manny. Cheers, cheers. We all took so a many sips. Okay, always do. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is a podcast where Kimmy goes on dates and we bitch about <laughs> how hard dating is. And you write into us and we talk about it and we talk about themes and we have really cool guests on. You might have heard another voice other than Manny's. Our super special guest today is Samantha Rothenberg. She is an artist and business owner and she's behind the amazing Instagram account Violet Claire. Hi Samantha. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Good. We're Thank so you happy you're here. here. So if you don't follow Violet Claire or Samantha on Instagram, you must if you're dating in New York or anywhere because there are very relatable illustrations. Um, we love your work. Thank you very much. Yeah. Things that you see and feel really just like true. And that's, I don't know, like I'm, that's relatable. A big thing. And you guys have all heard me, like devoted listeners have heard me like hate social media. The things I love about social media are Instagram accounts like Violet Claire. Like those are the things where I'm like, oh, this is why social media is is like it keeps me on social media stuff like that so I really love your work pretty to look at and makes you feel less alone yeah (laughs) and not just like fucking pictures of people's goddamn food which also like sometimes I post (laughs) I post those to my personal account (laughs) yeah no I mean like yeah no I I get it thank you no it's like therapy for me because I'll sometimes it's really awkward and vulnerable to put something up and then people will comment and be like oh my god yeah and I'm just like oh my god I I feel less alone in the world (laughs) how wonderful yeah um so today's episode we're actually going to continue what we were talking about last week uh because uh there were so many emails and dms and facebook messages and whatever about nerves so this is nerves part two speech Samantha. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about a really special date that made me very nervous because Liza observed it. Um, tease. We'll get there. But we always kick it off with, you know, a worst first date from our guests. So, Samantha, do you have one? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm trying to decide which one to choose. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. Basically, I was supposed to meet this guy at the Standard in the East Village, which I was like, oh, nice. That's a nice venue. Cool. Like, he looks cute, and he does a cool thing, and um, I was into it. So I went, and I didn't see him. 
I kind of walked through to the bar. I didn't see him anywhere. And he texted me and he was like, I'm here. And I look around and then I see him sitting at a table with a really pretty blonde girl. And they were just sort of like hunched over talking to each other. And I was like, that's weird. Like, I wonder what's going on. Maybe that's the waitress or I don't know. So I was like, I'll just give it a minute because it's like way too awkward to walk up to someone when you like met them online and be like, hey, like, <laughs> I, like there are just like enough awkward factors at play. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'll just like wait until whatever is happening is done and then I'll, you know, go introduce myself. Except like, like he was still sitting there with her and then he texted me and he was like, hey, are you gonna like come say hi? And I was like, why don't you come meet me at the bar? <laughs> so he gets up. And he comes to meet me, and side note, he was a lot shorter than I thought he would be. He didn't say his height, but, like, I'm pretty tall, so I notice these things. Um, This comes up a lot. Yeah, we've heard this, like... It's no shade to short guys. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little bit more justified in saying it. I feel like I'm going to say it a little (laughs) bit more. Because I just really do prefer that a guy is taller than me, and I don't know. And I'm fine with someone being exactly my height. Just be my height or taller, like... I just don't want a guy who's shorter than me. Nothing against short guys. Yeah. Like, you guys are wonderful. Just not for me. I mean, maybe. I don't know. No, no. Don't don't <laughs> no, don't worry. It's this fine. Is- I mean, like, I feel like I I I think it's everyone has like physical preferences. And then everyone has like that person they dated that like just was not their physical type and you still found them hot. You know, like it just yeah, is a thing. And then your type kind of shifts from there. You're like, totally. oh, maybe like X is kinda hot, and then you like kind of see it in the next yeah. guy and Totally. Yeah, I'm like, I miss him, so that's my type. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) My type is the guy who I'm not over. Yeah, exactly. Probably the hottest guy I ever dated was exactly my height, like 5'4". Right. Yeah, Yeah, I dated a guy who was shorter than me, but he was so funny and charming that I honestly didn't give a shit. So there are exceptions to the rule. But anyway, so he walks up to me, and he's like, come. And I was speechless. I was like, okay. So we walk to the table. We sit down with this girl and he's like <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yeah no this is this really happened um and he goes this is my assistant <laughs> and I was like okay so I, I said hi to her and I actually ended up really liking her she she said that she like recognized my she saw my cards in a store and she like likes my work and we talked about things and I kind of hit it off with her like I thought she was really cool but she left after maybe 20 minutes, and then my date with him lasted an hour where he just sort of, like, blew smoke in my face and mansplained things to me, and then that was it. Ugh. Wait, I mean, that's a really good one, because, holy shit, like, <laughs> you can't have another person on the date. This came up in our secret Facebook yeah. group. Like, you can't, that's insane. It's not a date. If, if there's well, yeah, because of, because of the teaser and the theme of the show, I thought I'd pick that story. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, yeah. Totally. Would you think he brought this assistant because he was nervous or because he wanted to show off? Oh, I bet know. it was because he wanted it to show off. total show off. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think he was trying to show off. I yeah. mean, maybe or maybe... Oh no! I'm not trying to give him credit. I'm just like, what? what? Oh no! I wasn't. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what's the reasoning behind that? Yeah. I feel like that's a like. Here's my assistant. You know, it's like we. No one in New York has a fancy car, so you have to be like, but. And I just like couldn't understand the purpose of her being there. Yeah. Like, it just. They weren't working. I yeah. Mean, why was she? Th- I don't know. 
And uh, I totally understand so strange. Your, like seeing them together and then being like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. It's not a no. date. It's three people. No, it's not. <laughs> making a declarative <laughs> statement. So that's so weird. Yeah, and you know you have nerves when you walk in, and to see the guy who you're supposed to be on a date with with like another girl sitting at a table. Yeah, that's not going to help anyone's nerves. You weren't like signing up for totally. something poly or for something like like a couple like but also, right. Like, but how even do if you not- even approach someone? Like I would have assumed it was like the wrong person. You know, like you're like oh like maybe that just looks like him. Like how do you approach someone? who's already with someone and be like, hi, are you my date? Like, it's just such a weird, That's yeah. true because I'm never quite sure. Did you meet him online? Sorry mm-hmm. for Yes. Yeah, okay. So I'm never quite sure what a person will actually look like in real life. Sometimes it's the same, but I don't know. I would be like, is that? Right. No, which I didn't, because, because, you know, you're, you're not trained to like look at tables where there's two people, especially if it's a guy <laughs> yeah. and a girl. Yep. Like, so my eye just sort of, I think, breezed past that until I, until he texted me and said he was there and I did some closer investigating and I was like, okay, that's totally him. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Strange. Okay. That's up there. Good one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Proud of you. You made it through. Um, um Yeah. So yeah, do you want to, why don't you tell us a little bit, and so the listeners can know about, like, you know, obviously I just, like, we just gave glowing endorsements of your, of your art and your Instagram page, but, um, do you want to talk just a little bit about what you do and all of the different facets of it? Sure, yeah, so, um, I'm an artist and an illustrator, and there's a couple of different things that I do, um, the com- the web comics are one of them. And I basically, I try to post a new webcomic to Instagram every day. It's got, I'm, I have not been on my shit lately. It's gotten kind of exhausting. But um, yeah, I post webcomics to Instagram. Those are really mostly a hobby and I do it for fun, but I, I love doing it. I get so much joy out of it. And then I also have a stationery company um, and my cards are in like stores all over the US and Canada. Um, and I do freelance illustration um, so I do work for clients like Freeform and Topshop and Bumble and whoever else. And I also license my artwork, which means that I, I give it to companies to use on their product and I make a royalty off whatever sold. So those are like all of my revenue streams, um, yeah, that's yeah. basically what I do. No, but it's cool. so cool. Because um, you did that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm a not a boss bitch. bitch. I'm, I'm a boss, boss bitch. Yeah. Because yeah. there was one in Williamsburg, right? Yeah. No? So the, one wall was in Williamsburg and okay. the other one was in Venice, LA. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, my God. Is that where we saw it? I feel you like I saw it there too. I feel like because yeah. I know I saw Two it. Two very cool places. But I was like, when I was like, I know it's. I feel like because I was like, I feel like I didn't see it in Williamsburg, so I'm wondering if I saw it in Venice. I don't know. Maybe. I love that. Listeners, mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah. post it. Yeah, it was two. It was a different wall in Venice than Williamsburg. So okay, yeah. I need to look at both because I was like, because I was looking at it before and I was like, I know I've seen this, but um, I have. Uh, the memory of like a drunk child, so I'm like couldn't quite place it. Um, so when you are making like, especially your your web web comics that deal with like love and relationships and whatever, like how do you find, you know, find your inspiration? Like, do your do your daily when you're doing your like daily web comics? Is it something that just comes out of like how you're feeling every day, or is it like? Yeah, so it either comes from an experience, or very often an exaggeration of an experience, or something that a friend has told me 
very rarely is it ever just like completely based or an attack on one person or one guy who did one thing, which a lot of people tend to think it is. Guys who I've dated have sent me messages and been like, okay, that one is totally about me. And I'm just like, no, like it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, and some a lot of it really is just the way that I feel and then kind of exaggerated and twisted around. Cool. Very cool. So, I don't know, is there, uh, you don't have to answer this, but is there, like, an example of that you could kind of take us through? Like, a comic where you're like, oh, that inspired, then this, or... Yeah, yeah. give you the, the like, process. A little bit. One that where yeah, you just exaggerate me, it. Yeah, I know. I pull out my phone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, know, you have so many. I should think of one, but... Yeah, okay, so it's a two-panel ca- comic, and on the left panel, it's an illustration of a girl. She's not me, but she is just a girl. <laughs> Definitely not me. I don't know who she is. Um, and in the left panel, she she's saying, I don't like playing games. And in the right panel, she's holding a sort of board game, sorry, looking board game that says wait five hours to text him back on it. Um, my inspiration for that one is the fact that usually I have my phone in my fucking hand. And if a guy texts me, like I see it and... I hope none of them are (laughs) 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 But, like, I don't know. Sometimes I really... Sometimes you are doing shit and, like, you you can't text for a minute. But it's never more than, like, let's be real. Like, unless you're, like, in a seminar or something. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's never more than, like... You can usually text back reasonably, like, in an hour at least. But, like, sometimes... I don't know. You're just, like, that's kind of... That's kind of sad. Like, I'm going to look sad if I text back immediately. Yeah. So Even I, though it shouldn't be that way. Yes. Yeah. So like I wouldn't say that five hours is my formula. I just think about how if a guy texts me, I'm like, I'm not going to like immediately. Re- it's okay to immediately respond sometimes, but you can't always immediately respond because then you just seem fucking sad. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sad, but you know, I don't want him to know that. <laughs> it's the dichotomy that I really like about that. Yeah. It's like, so I just, yeah, I'm it's like, just about, I don't care. Yeah. Like even on this podcast, I'm like, no, no, no. Like I don't play games. Don't play games, guys. Don't do it. And then I'm like, well, yeah. I really want to play a little bit of the game or just wait a little bit. Totally. Well, it's all these things that like you think that I feel like there's like game playing that we all think of as like mean and cruel and whatever. Like, honestly, like a lot of times shit that guys do to women. And then I think there's like the little games we play that like are probably victimless, but like we all kind of do anyway. Like I totally do that shit you know yeah. like it's just yeah it's yeah. it's not it some the, some of the games are not even cruel or like they don't have like shitty intentions it's just you know it's just like it's part of the it's like yeah. if you're gonna date you're gonna pick up your equipment and like one of like the pieces of equipment is like i don't know like being chill and it's not mm-hmm. chill to fucking take someone back immediately yeah totally yeah we've had conversations about that like there is a level of chillness required to date because otherwise Mm -hmm. you'll go insane if you're just like this is me on a first date and i'm ready and but and then not being too chill i don't know the chill thing is such a tricky thing but a level of chill is required yeah Yeah, because you know that you know when a guy texts you back immediately you're just kind of like whoa like calm the fuck yeah even if they're wonderful yeah you're like cool are you a murderer yeah wait no here we curse i just said yeah i know i'm sorry um yeah you know when a guy texts you back immediately how does that make you guys feel at the beginning of things honestly i'm like he likes me so bye (laughs) because i think i like unavailable men and that's the whole thing and i have a therapist and everything's fine (laughs) and i have a podcast so (laughs) no i think that 
like I wouldn't say play the game to play the game, but yeah, when a guy texts me back right away, I'm kind of like, wait, wait, okay, I want you to have a life too. That's mm-hmm. part of it because I have my own life. I have learned through this too that part of me has complained about being single a lot, but also really kind of likes being independent in some ways. Same. Um, yeah. Same. It's been a really interesting thing because I love to always be like, woe is me. But doing this, I'm like, wow, I don't just want anything, really. I am kind of, yeah, I like my independence. Yeah. You don't realize how much you like your independence until, you know, you're a couple dates in with a guy and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no. there, you, you don't crave companionship, like, when there's no prospects on the table. Like, it's just, I know. yeah. I know. It's a weird thing. And then, like, in your 20s and people, yeah, people going through, and then going into our 30s and, like, people transitioning into marriages, you're like, oh, am I so far behind? But, yeah. yeah. So. Totally. Um, but then also, and I, I re- replied this to um, a listener today in an email, but also, like, I, I see some friends struggling in their marriages that they fell into very soon out of college and I'm also like you know it's those things where you're like you yeah it is appreciating being single is like a nice thing even though I'm not single like I'm often like I appreciate like the freedom I have just having a boyfriend you know like and I, not like I'm I going say- out and like trolling for D but like I mean you know I'm still <laughs> able to be like well this isn't cool with me, and, you know, blah, 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 and whatever. Well, because Liza is in this year's relationship for listeners, and Samantha, but I'm just going to talk about your relationship. Please. Thing. You've always just been, like, the whole thing was, like, I really, really like him, and he's so there for me, but I feel independent. So, like, yeah. you, yeah, I it's been a problem. No, it's been a problem in previous relationships that I've had, that, like, I prefer a nice separation between, like, me, my life, the person I'm dating, their life. And I've had, like, I've dated two guys who had problems not being invited to everything, not being, you know, like, totally integrated into my life. And I was like, it drove me insane. Like, I, I was like, I always, like, joke that I feel like I'm, like, a man in a rom-com where I'm always like, you're being clingy. You know, I'm just like, I don't, it's very, yeah. So I think, like, the appreciation of, like, the freedom of being single is something that is not, like, talked about enough. But in, like, genuinely. Not as a consolation prize. Because I feel like somebody would be like, but it's great to be single. Like, no, it's, like, genuinely, it's not a consolation prize for not being in a relationship. It's, like, actually really fucking nice to be able to live your own life. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, it's great to be single, and it's also shitty to be single. Mm -hmm. It's great to be in a relationship, and it fucking sucks to be in a relationship sometimes. Uh, That's... Yeah. Exactly. There are two different states of living your life. Like, neither should be better. I think society tells us we should be together, and we all kind of want to be loved. But... And then there are other ways of doing single or relationships or in-betweens or... Yeah. That I haven't done, but, like, people do, and I don't know. I just... Yeah. I think what you said is spot on, Samantha. Yeah. Everything is shitty and everything is great. Sometimes. <laughs> life. We just started life, life out, guys. That's, that's everything. Life in a nutshell. 51 first date theory of everything. Um, speaking of everything. Speaking of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a pro at terrible transitions. Let's talk, let's talk about day number 26. Okay. So I'll give a little story or yeah. I just play my... No. You give the story because I'll this is a weird story. one. Yeah. This is a weird one, guys. So, all right. So, super weird. Um, date 26. Like, truly halfway there now. Over halfway there. Um, Date 26 was 
a tandem assignment for Elite Daily that I got from my editor, and she asked me, there was no forcing me to do this, if I would go on a date and have a friend watch it from another part of the <laughs> bar just to see. I went on a first date, you know, clickbait material. You know, I said, okay, because also I have this podcast, and that'll be fun. Um, but it was really weird, and I was never more nervous, and I want, yeah. Basically, I went to a bar to meet a date, and I told Liza when it would be, and she discreetly was at the other part of the bar. So this date we're going to talk about, not the guy so much, because I feel like even though he doesn't know this is happening, he's gone through enough already. <laughs> there will be an article coming out the day of this in this big, like, first date rollout Elite Daily is doing. And, um, yeah, and he was genuinely, like, a gem. So he, like, kind of gets past. He was hot. <laughs> I mean, he was like That's the weirdest thing that Liza knows. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't hang out afterward because you were going to the ballet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we grabbed a second Fancy. drink at another bar. Yeah. So I guess part of the date was truly without watchful eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, how creepy would it have been if I had followed you to the next bar? Nope, nope. Especially because I, I was like wearing it. on like a full-on outfit. Like I, ha- it wasn't like wild, but I had like leather sleeves and like it was like a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So we both recorded what we call Taxi Cab Confessions, which are like first impressions of the date. Um, I'm going to play mine. It's terrible as always. And then I think Liza should play hers. I really do. Okay. I kind of want to make you. You I, I will. Guys, okay, this is just a, a, you have to, I'll post the link to the article when it comes out, which will be today when you're hearing this, because Liza's notes that she was taking from the bar were fucking amazing. They were stream of consciousness, and my editor made me put a ton of them in the article, and they're, they're better than my writing, <laughs> so you should have been paid to do it. Um, that's for real. <laughs> I, here's, well, I'll tell this one, I tell mine. Okay, go ahead. Oh, hey, so, <laughs> taxi cab confession number who the f knows so i i had a very strange date because liza was there tease no uh i had a date that was for an article i was assigned by elite daily um have you have your friend watch you at a first date which is so fucking nerve-wracking and i felt like we were doing spying and con artistry and like oceans eight shit you know and it was weird. My date was literally so sweet, so cute, all good things. We went to actually a second bar after. Um, Liza and I both decided because this is so weird and it's being written about and talked about on podcasts, we're not going to like, we're going to keep him out of the equation, who my date was. Um, but yeah, like the, fa- the fact that I could see Liza over at the bar while I was sitting at a table on a date was so weird. I can't wait to hear what she thinks. Um, we didn't get to hang out after, um, but oh my God. Uh, okay, bye. God. Well, I basically just repeated myself. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I mean, that's, yeah. I'm really embarrassed to play mine. Oh, do you see what I have to do every week? Uh, no, I know. <laughs> but the reason I'm embarrassed is, like, it was the afternoon. I guess they didn't know it was the afternoon, but I'm telling everyone oh, yeah, it's the afternoon. afternoon. And I'm fully drunk in my taxi cab confession because, is that Freehand Hotel? Um, just opened here. There's one like in Miami and LA, and I think maybe Chicago. It's like Flatiron, Gramercy. Uh, what would you it's call it? Like that? 24th and Lex. Yeah, okay. yeah. But it's cool. The bar is cool. The one that will open on the roof is going to be cooler. Yeah, there's like <laughs> yummy cocktails, like nice vibe. It's a nice date spot. I really, I enjoyed my like self date stalker date there. I thought that because we've been to the one in LA and we both had excellent drinks there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I can like, you can go there. Yeah. You can, and I was genuinely wanting to check yeah. it out. So I was like, oh, well, okay. I ended up having four cocktails and well, they were all awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> great. Yes. Let's get your perspective and then I'll give 
<laughs> just we can cut it out always too. Yeah, we'll it, take mine is way too long because I can't do anything short. So we'll cut out part of it. Yeah. Anyway, so if I you don't mind, it, we'll play it and then we'll see. It is yeah. two minutes and 40 seconds, guys. Holy shit, that's long. Okay, this is Liza's TCC after observing Kimmy on a date. Um, first of all, and this is not about Kimmy, I'm, like, drunk. <laughs> I went to the wrong bar. There were two sides of the bar. And when I got there, one was closed. So they, like, naturally directed me to the other one, and I didn't know there was two. I thought there was one. So I had to get a drink. I got a drink there. And then I realized it was the wrong one, so I chugged it, went to the other one, ordered a second drink. It took forever. So they gave me an aperitif. And then I chatted with the bartender a little bit because I was alone and I had my cocktail. And then he gave me a shot of mezcal as as I was paying the bill. So I'm like, and I didn't eat all day. So (laughs) I am drunk. I had like four drinks in an hour. Um, okay. I've been talking about this for 45 minutes, seconds. Uh, okay. Here are my, here's my TCC. Here are my thoughts. I feel like it's so funny to watch your friend who you know super well, like talk, but not be able to know what they're saying. Like there were definitely times that I was like, oh, I know exactly what Kimmy's talking about. I was like, I, at, the, at a certain point I was like, oh, I know she's talking about what she does for a living. And then at a certain point I was like, oh, I know she's describing um, a restaurant or a food she loves. It was really, really funny and interesting. Um, the guy was like hot. The guy was like he's really cute. He seemed really into her. Um, he seemed like maybe a little quiet is my totally third person view. Cause Kimmy, I think seemed to be like doing most of the talking, which is not like Kimmy. She's a very good like question asker and she's very like inquisitive. And it, it seemed like maybe he was really like digging in to her stuff, which is cool. It's like a good sign on the date, but I'm also wondering if maybe he was like a little bit, um, yeah, like just a little bit quieter, a little bit hard to get talking, like all these guys we've been talking about. Um, wow, Kimmy, I don't know how you keep these so short. I've been talking forever. Okay, so yeah, that's my impressions. Kimmy looked very pretty. Um, her cleavage was popping. It was cute. She looked really cute, but like chill. Not like she wasn't trying. It was like mellow. Uh, the bar was great. I just texted Jeff like I want to take him on a date there. Um, I'm annoyed because I'm getting sushi for dinner. And I wish I was getting, like, pasta. Um, okay, these are harder to do than I thought. Uh, it was fun and creepy, and I felt like a spy slash a spy hooker. Okay, bye! <laughs> that was so fun. Oh that my was God. amazing. I am, like, long-winded. No, it was Always. so good. Okay. Um, I love that you were a bit lit. That was fun. Yeah, it was a nice surprise. I, got, I, I came in hot to... To the sushi restaurant. We were at like and a then you went to the ballet, right? Nice before. sushi place, yeah. We went to, and I went to the ballet and like got a little high again before, before I went in. <laughs> and like, I was feeling great. The so, yeah, this is a weird thing. I know. You, Samantha, have you ever had someone watch you on a date? Probably not. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. No. It's interesting to hear because that's what I was nervous about. Like, yeah. what am I like on a date? And I probably do over talk. I don't think that was a one off. I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. Just because every time, I don't think you overtalk. I, who knows? But it just seemed like he was asking you a lot of questions. I also mostly observed like the first half of the date, and I think that it tends to be often like on a date or on a, in a, like you know meeting someone new context. It tends to be like your turn, and then like someone else's. Turn. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like this like kind of natural handoff of who's really telling their life really stories. I was really concerned of not like continuing to look over at you and seeing where you, you could see it. Like I was like just such a weirdo. Yeah. I creeped out so many times like trying to figure out how to how to like look around. Like I was kind of like doing the like I'm demonstrating like that helps anyone. Like well you know where you look around the room like you're looking at the bar like you're trying to check out the surroundings but I did it like seven times. <laughs> I was like this guy's I don't think so. No, he was really interested in you. Like, he was really locked in. Like, I stopped worrying about it because I was like, he's not looking at, he's not looking around. Like, I was just looking around. Well, when I first got there, I couldn't find Liza because she was at the other bar. I was like, because we were like, okay, yeah, you're sitting here. Great. He says he has a table. Great. I won't be sat next to you. Like, yeah, because they seated people at both bars, I guess. Um, Yeah. But yeah. It was really weird, really nerve wracking. And we taught, you guys can read the article too. Yeah, we we'll talk post about it a around. little bit more, but I kind of feel like just. I think we, I think we like, you know, talked about. It's so fucking weird. It I was feel like so I would start laughing hysterically if my really good friend was sitting at the other end and we caught eyes. I yeah. would not be able to help myself. I feel uh, like I don't know. No, that's very real. That's exactly how. <laughs> oh, I, I, that was my main worry. I was like, I'm gonna see her and I'm gonna start cracking up. Yeah. And my other worry was just that, like, I think. It was, I met him on Hinge where it's like, there's like, what's a random talent or a special skill? Like, it was some stupid thing where I just have like our production, our video production company's website listed, which doesn't list this. I'm also like, you can find the pod. I'm not going to be weird about it. Is this, are these the hand motions I was doing when I talked about what we do for a living? Yeah. Like, I yeah, get totally. effusive with my hands. And when like, you're describing food or drink, you do a lot of like, um, oh my God, hand <laughs> work. See, this is what sucks. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I love it. I just want to die. I was like, I know she's talking about, like, the Commodore or something. You were talking about, like, a drink and, like, a food. I'm sure I was. I'm sure <laughs> I got the Commodore. The Commodore. Yes. 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 I haven't had, like, a first date there because I'm, like, well, Because, like, that is not a first date spot. Yeah, you don't want a guy to see you in that state. In that state. <laughs> like, just, like, like, with, like, the fried chicken crumbles all over your face. <laughs> that's, like, a that's a 10th, 11th date, at yes, least. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. And, like, it's, like, my Sunday spot. I love that place. You yeah. don't want to, like... You don't want to sully that place by going on a first date there. Like, that's pure. And that's you know? the other thing. You can't have a bad, ex- well, you can't have a bad, like a first, you can't feel awkward walking in there. You should yeah. just be like, mm-hmm, I'm getting what I want. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, well, oh my, I'm feeling like this is the weirdest thing we've ever did, uh, done. But my favorite part, and you said it in the text cap confession, she was, Liza was texting me on her way being like, okay, I feel like a spy. No, I feel like a hooker. Like, it became, like, <laughs> with the pause in between. I was like, like, I breezed into the hotel. Because I was at a hotel. So I breezed into the hotel lobby, and I went to the front desk, and I was like, where's the bar? And, like, you know. <laughs> like, went upstairs. I'm alone. I'm sitting at the bar. And I'm also, the other thing was that I was wearing, like, which I almost never wear, like, a full face of makeup. Like, one of the nicer dresses I own. Like, Spanx. Like, just things I wouldn't, I don't normally wear. So I felt extra like a spy hooker because I was, like, <laughs> dressed up. Because I was going to the fucking ballet, so I had, like, a whole thing on and my hair was curled and, like, all this shit and whatever. So that added to the spy hooker kind of vibe. But, I mean, you were an amazing friend for doing it. Um, it was very fun. Oh, my God. I still want more anecdote. If it's boring, we can cut it. No, I'm I sorry. want it. Very I want I want your impressions. At yeah. the first bar, this couple was sitting right next to me. And the guy was, I didn't recognize him, but he's famous for something because the bartender came over and was like, I'm so sorry I never do this, but like, I'm a huge fan of yours. I love your work. I think he might be a visual artist from what the bartender was saying. Um, but I was like, oh, and I was trying to like sneak peeks and try to figure it out and I couldn't, whatever. We go to the next bar and they're sitting 
they had been there before me, but they're sitting at the next bar next to me. I sit, I get seated next to them again. And I'm like, oh my God, these people are going to think I'm stalking them when I'm really here stalking someone else. Because like the guy's like famous in some way. He's going to think I'm fucking following him. Like it was just very. Did you find out who it was? No. Oh. He, his, I think his first name was Paul and he had a really long gray beard and glasses. Mm. You probably know a visual artist, but he may not have been a visual artist. I was like. The bartender referenced, um, like, Chicago or, like, Milwaukee, maybe. He was like, I used to live in Chicago, so I knew your work all the time. Or, I used, or I'm from Milwaukee and I used to live in Chicago, so I knew your work all the time. This I don't is. know. If anyone wants to be a sleuth. <laughs> um, this is should, this episode should actually be called Detective Work. Yeah, fully. Like <laughs> True detectives. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Oh, we're back. We you know, back. We need to take a break, guys, for usual. Well... I needed a drink refill. I haven't had and I haven't had any alcohol since that taxi cab confession was recorded. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like five days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been like still getting over this cold. So I was like taking it easy. But so now I'm I feel like better. You know when you've been sick and you feel better and you're just like yeah yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I want to just live my life. Um, okay, so Samantha, what? What do you are you dating right now in New York? Yeah, I yes. Okay, all right. Or when you have dated, in yeah. New York, I feel what do like I go use? through. Sure, I feel like I go through spurts. Yeah. Oh yeah. The cycle, which is like, go on a bunch of dates, feel super, not you know, disillusioned, and um, then not date for a while, mm-hmm. and then feel kind of lonely, and then just date a bunch again and so you know so it repeats and yeah so I feel like I'm kind of more in a quiet time right now Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely single and definitely dating actively I guess yeah Yeah. no no there's no pressure on it just the thing that comes up the most in our Facebook group is like a lot of people getting dating fatigue which is has been the story of my 20s like I've never had a serious relationship in my 20s and before then it's not really serious so I just like I find I've been in a lot of like things that lasted too long Mm -hmm. and I always was like it's me it's a year later it's me and like this weird kind of romantic kind of yeah I've just had a terrible go of it and a lot of our listeners write in being like well I'm out there dating but is it just me and I want to stop again so kind of like I think what you're saying will relate to a lot of them yeah um but when you do, like, how do you motivate yourself to, like, get back out there? To get back in the game? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I, after a period of fatigue, I think I'm just like, well, you know, like, this isn't gonna, just sitting around your apartment and watching Netflix or, you know, working all the time that you're not going to meet someone that way and you don't want to be alone forever, do you? Uh, so I guess that telling myself things like that gets me out. Self-bullying. <laughs> Bully yourself. <laughs> no, I yeah. only ask because I I think dating is terrible. I'm sorry. It's, it's awful. <laughs> it is. No, it it's is. So it's so terrible. It's really hard. I have a really, I have to be honest, I have such a hard time. I, okay, so when I was first single, and I've been single for about four years now, when I was first single, dating was the most exciting thing ever. Mm-hmm. I saw each date as, like, a passport into someone's life and their lifestyle and their world, and I was so excited. And no, no matter how awful or shitty the guy, you know, was to me or um, just 
I, I didn't care. I saw it as an experience and I just had the best attitude ever. But I feel like as time went on, I've sort of become super jaded. And where I stand right now is kind of like I have a really, really hard time just like going on a meeting a new person because I just don't want to deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So real. Like, I feel like dating is like exercising a little bit where like it sucks and, like, if you're doing it, you can feel the benefits and you can like doing it sometimes. And what I mean, I'm not, like, a big exerciser, so <laughs> maybe not the most apt comparison. But I feel like it's a thing where, like, you can feel the benefits if you're in a pattern of doing it. But then also it's easy to stop doing it because, like, it sucks. You have to wake up early. You have to, like, do stuff that's painful. <laughs> you yeah, know? and if you, I don't know, if you, like, overdo it, you're going to hurt yourself and need yeah. to lay in bed for a minute. yes. Um, yes, totally. That's just to chime in, <laughs> a lot of times I'm like, keep going on them. But like as a non, I don't know, relationship crazy person who was happy like staying in these weird things for far too long, it's because it was like you have someone, but you don't have to, so you sort of have companionship. Yeah. But for our listeners, like I would take breaks if I didn't do, have to do this every week. I think it's helping me that I have to do it every week, but that's because I was so bad at meeting. Like I like meeting people in life more so much it's yeah. so much better yeah. yeah online dating is super weird it is weird it's so weird it was like i feel like i got a new perspective on how weird it was to be literally at that bar with you oh yeah being like i'm walking into this bar i know this person as much as kimmy knows this person and it's a bar filled with people i don't know and kimmy stayed as one more person i don't know and she has to sit there and talk to him for an hour like i was sitting there just praying that no one talked to me at the bar except for the bartender, because I did, didn't want to talk to anyone. You, you know, like, I didn't want to make conversation with a stranger for, for any yeah, Oh, my God, it's, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, Kimmy literally is, like, do, and I, obviously, like, I've known that, but it was just different to be sitting there watching you do it. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, I, I have a lot of shit to do. Like, I work, and I yeah. want to see my friends, and there's something, you know, you reserve a weeknight or sometimes even a weekend to, like, meet this person and spend time with them, and the worst feeling is, like, going on a date and just sitting down and immediately being like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. oh, like just know, blew my Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's been, that's why, but this, it's like I made it work and then I started going on more dates. But then, yeah, like, sometimes, you know, a really, sometimes a good date can be a nice surprise and give you a good boost and you'll want to go on more mm -hmm. dates. And I don't know. To me, there's nothing sadder than, like, going on a bad date and then just, like, walking back to your apartment in the cold and, like, feeling empty inside of your chest <laughs> and just being like, yeah. oh, my God, there's no hope for oh, me. Oh, God, it's like the New York winter and it got dark yeah. at 4.30 and, yeah, everything's just, like, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, that was, like, so, especially when you walk away and you just know that you both weren't into each other. And yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And you have to do, like, the fucking charade of sitting there. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, oh, my God. When you have to do the charade of sitting and just, like, where you, like, you both know. And, like, you, what, what you really should do, like, is get up and be like, okay, well, like, clearly. But. Yeah, when you both know, it's almost <laughs> worse than if one of you kind of, like, it, when you both know, it's like, you really should have just been yeah. like, bye, this was fun. Oh, my Each God. Each separately. Wait, can I read a listener write-in really quick? Just because yes. it's so applicable to this conversation so samantha last week we were talking about nerves and one of the nerves we were talking about is like how to know when the date's over and how to leave smoothly like how to leave when you're ready to leave um especially like at a bar where like it could go on you know till last call or it could be 45 minutes so um 
this uh, lovely listener wrote in uh, about her experience with like how to end a date that I think is laws with what we were just talking about. Uh, she says, a few years ago, I went, on an, I went on an OkCupid date. As soon as we met up in person, it was clear there was no chemistry, but I figured I should be polite and give at least 90 minutes since my date had taken time out of his day to meet with me. Apparently, he didn't agree. About 40 minutes into the date, he abruptly said, I have to go turn off my crock pot and left. <laughs> the funny thing is, crock pots had come up in our conversation. Riveting date talk, I know. Lols. Uh, and he had said that they're convenient because you can just leave them on until you get home. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, and yeah, like the least fire hazard of all the fire hazards. Yeah. Of all the warm things in your apartment. But it's true. Like, I feel like there is that weird dance you do where you're like, you're on something. Like, I've been on these dates, too, where you're there and you're like, this isn't fucking Although going anywhere. Although, I have to be honest... More times than not, I'll be like, well, geez, we both were so clearly not into each other. And then the next day you get a text like, hey, (laughs) I had fun. You're just like, what planet am I on? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you, we've, I found this out like early on when I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I almost quit like four dates in, I feel like. Have you ever gotten the like even night of text or next day text that's like, hey, that was great. Kind of the reverse of what you were just saying. Had such a fun time, but then there's like crickets after that. Yeah. Have you ever had that? I'm. I'm sometimes like if someone texts me the night of and like, night of and they're like that was great, had such a great time. I'm like that's the kiss of death. But like maybe the next day, I don't know. I've had both happen. I've also gone on dates where that I thought went extremely well and then never heard from the guy or I texted him and was like hey and he he was just like hey and he just clearly you know was yeah yeah and um I feel like I was the other person in that situation yeah. yes like okay well that's kind of sad i know it's i feel like the one of the weirdest and hardest things is when people leave the date with different understandings of how it went mm-hmm. like, i feel like you've experienced that now mm-hmm. in different ways Both sides, yeah. but we've seen that too like i was now after I, i've always read the undateables but do you ever read the undateables in time out new york yeah so kimmy was in one a couple weeks ago which was like amazing <laughs> thank you time out <laughs> but uh like i feel like the best ones are when you read them and one person gives a day like a five and one person gives a day like a two because you get to be like what you know you get to get like a an insider's perspective on like how that can just happen people can just have totally different fucking perspectives yeah yeah it's tricky too i'm impressed that people do that because i kind of felt my date was great he was so sweet but i just didn't feel like super sparks but you meet this awesome editor who interviews you and everyone's nice like you have to be a really big asshole to be like that dude who got the death threats who like was so awful about his date yeah like there was one terrible undateables guy who ended up like getting like people at oh him. yeah because yeah. he was super cocky and obnoxious yes. and his yeah i i remember this they don't like make it easy i was very i was very worried because you don't know what's going to go in i was like are they going to make it but it was like yeah I, I had a really good experience doing that but at the same time you know if they're going to read it so the people who are like one you suck i'm like whoa that's yeah. audacious you're like fuck. you're a dick yeah. yeah you have to be kind of a dick um how do you handle like, when you are not as into it as the other person. Do you, like, and no judgment, because I have not mastered this at all. So are we talking on the date or after the so date? So, two, I, I would like to ask you both. First, yeah. after the date. With the, like, te- or, like, the kind of, like, the, when you get the text and someone seems like they want to hang out again and you don't. 
Okay, I'd like to preface this by saying I'm not a perfect person. No, I'm not either. I'm actually really bad at this. I'll well, tell this you mine. This is such a hard thing to figure out. It's I haven't done it right yet. Problem. I'm just curious. So, okay, usually my strategy, if I'm not into the guy, I mean, in a perfect world, my strategy would be like to be like, hey, like that didn't work, but I'm not, I'm not that, you know. Same. Okay. Here. I- <laughs> We preach that all the time. I haven't been able to do that. I would love so. to. Okay. I would just like to say that I would love to just say, you know, but I also feel like who you don't want to deal with what that might start, you know? Mm-hmm. So usually if the guy texts me and says, hey, what's up? I'll just kind of like answer him and I'll be friendly, but I won't, I won't move it forward. Yeah. So yeah. if he, if he says I, I had a nice time, I might be like, yeah, it was fun and, and not be like, let's hang out again. Or if he says, do you want to hang out again? Yeah. I kind of just try to give him a hint yes. and hope that he gets it. And mm-hmm. most of the time they, they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they don't, that's usually when I just kind of stop answering. No, no judgment. Cause like I have so preached, like we should just say our feelings, but it's really hard to, after a first date to after tell someone, first, it's, I don't yeah. think that counts as ghosting, which I know people will like be angry about, but it's like, if you're slowly kind of just giving a hint and then not, not if it's like about a really specific plan and it comes up again, like maybe, hey, I really, I don't know, you don't want to, because I've gotten texts that was like, I don't want a ghost, but after a first date where I was like, yo, I was also like, this is a podcast and I'm just supposed to go on a second date or like it feels kind of abrupt after a first date if someone's like, you asked, you said, you texted me and I'm like. No, just so you know, I'm. I don't want to ghost, but I have a lot going on at work. Like I had that. One hundred percent. I I I am of the camp that ghosting doesn't count if it's after a first date. I think you're allowed to not answer texts after the first date because first dates are so meaningless. Yeah. And yep. y- y- yeah, you don't want to. I don't know. It it's just it. I feel like having to worry about that would discourage me even more from going on dates than yep. I am already. And it's like I don't need that added yeah. stress. <laughs> That's, I like first dates are meaningless. I really do because like they fucking are. That's the main thing I've learned from doing this. But also like they should be even if you're looking to meet someone and get serious because then you don't have expectations on them. Yeah. It's basically a fucking interview. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's an interview. I don't know. I, a lot of the times I'll meet a guy who I'm not into romantically, but I'll just want to be his friend. Mm. And I've, I have a, a strange amount of male friends who have started as, like, first dates that just didn't work out. That's Tell awesome. how you make that transition. Because I have a best yeah. friend who's done that very successfully. and I'm, like, the whisperer of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think... Um, I don't know. I think... I think it's definitely easier when you don't have feelings for someone. When you have feelings for someone, it's impossible to, I don't know. Like, I'll be Instagram friends with a guy who I had a first date with who I don't have feelings for, and it won't, like, do anything for me, and we'll just stay friendly, and maybe it'll grow from there. But if it's someone who I'm into, and maybe he's unavailable or whatever, I'll have to, I I need distance. So I guess, like, you have to truly not be into them, and hopefully they're not into you either, and... You both respect each other enough for it to become a friend. I don't know if there really is a technique to it. Yeah, no, because I had one date like that where I was, like, fucking, like, two seconds in. I was, like, 
didn't know we should be friends, but I was like, yeah, I think we're both not into this. But, like, we both could talk about the same music shit. Like, the same, like, I was like, I want to be his friend. Yeah, like, I think this key is you both have to really not have feelings for each other. Yeah, like I can of, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, we do not. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then at the end of the night, he did this charade. But I knew it was a charade because I never got a text after. Like, let's please hang out again. And, like, went to give me a kiss. But it was such a charade because I never got a text. But... We, like, I think we genuinely, like, just started just chatting. Maybe he thought I was annoying, or maybe he knew about the podcast, who knows. But I thought we were getting along really well and, like, had the same taste in music and just, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that should be an okay, normal, like, plan B of a date not working out. Because usually they, they don't. You know a person's pictures and their weird shit they curate about themselves or, or don't. Yeah, well, one of my favorite guy friends ever, who I'm still really good friends with to this day, it started as a first date, like a Tinder date or something, and afterwards, he texted me, and he was like, okay, clearly there is no romantic chemistry, but I think we should be buddies, and I was like, yes, I love the fact yes. that you said that, and it that was like the best example of becoming a friend with a guy after a date. Um yeah, that's pretty cool yeah. and bold to just say it. And, like, it's nice that, like, you put it out there, it worked out. Like, I feel like it's – we've talked about this before that so much – it seems like so much of dating is figuring out how honest to be and when. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the right level of, oh, my God, there's an angry dog. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, there are not a lot in my building. I wish they were, but – it's oh, angry. I didn't realize my window was open to crack this whole time. So there will be nature and wildlife throughout this podcast. <laughs> oh, that nice Greenpoint nature. Welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think that that's the right. If you can do it correctly, like being upfront and honest, you know, as soon as it feels appropriate, is great. I mean, it's best when you guys share the same feelings. If you had thought it was like the best date in the world, mm-hmm. it would have been like it devastating. Been so sad. Yeah. yeah. But so it's always a risk. But sometimes it. Sometimes the risk of just being straightforward, like, really pays off. At any I've stage. never been able to do it, so <laughs> LOL, but, you know. that's That goes for, yeah, I love that because, but you also have a gut feeling. The same way if you're, like, in a weird relationship situation for, like, weeks with a person and you're like, where is this going? I feel weird about it. Your gut's usually right, or your gut's right after a first date. Like, I hope that he doesn't text that to every, I think he was like, we both felt the same way. Hey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you kind of know if someone's more into it than you are, or you, I don't know, maybe not, but yeah, saying it like it is, it's so refreshing. I want to do that. I find that, no, my gut is usually right, except for when it's not, and it's just like, I want this awful and available person. Yeah. I feel like that overrides the gut for some reason. Oh, that overrides my gut all the time. It's like, and then friends will be like, follow, what do you feel in your gut? I'm like, no, I feel it will be fine. <laughs> yeah, because my my forever challenge will keep going. Yeah, no, you're just like lying to yourself, and you know that you are, but somehow yep. it's just. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I. That's me entirely because I've had to like force myself to just become a little more open to people like being actually available and interested throughout this process, and like, yeah, I shut shut it down pretty quickly when it's gonna work I'm not gonna, going to work out but has a possibility of working out have you ever had a thought when a guy who was really cool and really great in every way and you're just like hmm like I'm not that into you but I bet that if you were totally unavailable I'd be obsessed with you yeah it's like <laughs> I'm moving to Paris in eight weeks I'd be like what how what <laughs> like you I need to yeah we're very similar then because yes <laughs> like it's definitely a thing um 
Trying to figure out what in my childhood I know. I have a really available and emotionally available dad, but, like, there must have been something in my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist is, like, you have a thing, you know? Well, I also think it's, like, I don't know. I think your gut can be trustworthy, too. I mean, it's, like, uh, it's always tricky because I feel like there's lots of times when you're, like, you want something, but you know it's a bad idea. Like, there's all of these levels of, like, awareness of being like, well, I really want this. I know it's a bad idea, but, like, I want it, and I'm just going to fucking do it. You know, like, there's these different... But I also think that, like, your gut can really know when someone is right or when mm-hmm. you are connecting with someone. You know, like, I feel like you've had dates like that where you've left and been like, this was a genuine connection. Yeah. And, and that's, then, like, five dates later, it wasn't so great. Or, yeah. like, that... Totally. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But, but I think you also know that, I, you know, when someone's, like, when you, like, love someone. Like, I think you're also, like... It's, like, not complicated, Mm -hmm. you know, because your gut is just like, yeah. It's easy. I know. You always say it's easy. It should be easy. Yeah, there's no, no, like, overthinking about it or being like, he's too, like, it just just happens actually and it feels right. I know. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, the shit that comes Mm -hmm. along with it. And, like, I feel like I, in most of my relationships, relationships except for the one I'm in now, like... I had the, like, put this, put that, put that, you know, whatever. Like, the gut wasn't really in it. It was just, like, but I like this, but the sex is really good, but th- this is really fun, and but... I think I'm addicted to the shit that comes along with it. That yeah. shouldn't be there. Like, you know, I'm... But I, I do feel like I'm slowly getting better. Totally. I mean, <laughs> yo... Awareness is the first step. But also, like, being a human is just slowly getting better. That's, like, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're all just slowly, get, slowly like, getting better. Yeah. When... I think we're all doing a good job. Um... But speaking of guts, et cetera, we should talk about nerves. We'll do, I know. So I'll run these down. I'll run these these little nerve questions down. We'll keep them really short. Okay, I'm going to read them, and then we'll just we'll break them down really quickly. Cool. Um, okay. We, this is a, a message, a DM to us. So nerves. I know I can hold a conversation, but I've been told my personality can be exhausting. So I ride this line between knowing I have to end a date after a shorter amount of time to let people ease into my personality... But then I worry I'll make it too short, and they will think that I'm not interested. It's an anxiety gold mine. First of all, who told you that? Yeah, Fuck like this them. is very specific. I don't know. I don't like anyone telling anyone anything about their personality. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I feel like you shouldn't worry about coming on too strong if that's just who you are. Like, yeah. if you're just a gregarious person. And also, maybe your friends are just assholes. But also, like, look, maybe you've got a lot of personality. That's who you are. And, like, some people will dig it and some people won't. Like, the people who don't dig it, next. Right. You know? Yeah, be yourself on the first date. Like, that way you can cut through the guys who are wrong for you quicker and, you know. Yeah. Totally. And maybe you'll meet someone who's also like you, who's like, eh big personality like extreme extrovert like whatever like amazing things you are and it'll be sparks or maybe you'll meet someone who is like very quiet like some Mm -hmm. of the best couples i know i think consist of like one extreme extrovert and one extreme introvert Mm -hmm. because like the introverts want like people around them to bring out their personalities because they have them and they just want people who make them feel like um who 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 make them feel like empowered to be out there, be social, be, you know, in the world. Like I, I, to me, yeah, it's about being yourself and 
letting the right person be attracted to that. And, like, fuck whoever told you your personality was exhausting. That's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I know a lot of these we've weirdly, like, talked about. But I'll throw out another one. Do you have any tips on how to tone down the inner hamster wheel of things that could be going wrong? I never have nerves before the date, but during it, I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if this conversation is too boring? Does my breast melt? Does he think I'm talking too much? Not talking enough. Did my chair movement scooch like a fart? And so on. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. The chair movement one is so real. It's so real. Even whenever. Before, I was like, because this chair is so broken. I'm like, "Ah, God. Yeah. What? I'm making sounds in the podcast. Yeah. Um, the hamster wheel is real. I don't know. Do you guys, I, how? You, you don't. You can't. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I like deal with it. don't have any advice. <laughs> no, I would say just focus on the other person. Like, this is such a throwback to what we did acting. And you ask them something. You listen to them. Like, you just, like, focus on the other person. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. they'll also feel that, I think. Or, I think you can feel when someone's focus is, like, really mm-hmm. on you. And it's, like, sexy and attractive and, you know... Yeah, that's that's a good answer. I'd say totally focus on them. Stop thinking about yourself. Try to absorb yourself in them. I know. And it's also yeah. fucking. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. But, or you can just order another drink. Maybe, right? <laughs> like, and then you'll just, like, forget about some of those things. Um, okay. But, oh, wait. I have more things to say about that. Also, like, I think, like, don't be too hard on yourself for the hamster wheel. Because, like, you know, we're three, like, empowered, cool ladies. Like, I'm sure you are too. We all feel it all the time and you feel it too. And like, I think just being like the the effect of like piling on, like being anxious about being anxious is so dampening. Like, I think you can just be like, I've got this anxiety. Like everyone does. It's fine. You know, like it's like, don't be hard on yourself. about Side note. I started, this is so embarrassing, but I started vaping CBD, which has really helped with my anxiety. Mm. Mm -hmm. so a little hit of CBD vape before your date might calm you down a little bit. No, that's great advice. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Have you guys tried this? No. I have you vaped haven't. CBD? I mean, I have gotten weed. I'm very like pro weed and talk about it a lot. Yeah. Of it. I um I've gotten weed that's low THC, high CBD, but it's not the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. So what have I had of your vape? Because I know I, sometimes smoking makes me way more. Anxious. My vape is THC. Okay. It's not, it's not, CBD is like a lot of the like positive benefits of weed right. without well, so much of the like high. Like the oil and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. do a whole, but that's actually very helpful. I sometimes feel like I just need something. Even after going on all these, I'll call myself out for being like, I'm not nervous about dates anymore until it's something weird like this or like with someone from like an old college mm. buddy. Like, the, but I do always get a little bit nervous. I know I talked about this last week at some moment before it because you're just about to meet a stranger and literally no matter who you are male female like you don't know this person could be insane or a murderer but usually not but all those things like you do need I don't think there's nothing wrong with that yeah and I find yeah. that no matter how honestly with dating I feel like when I first got back into dating I got so nervous before each date I had to have like five glasses of wine to to feel like a person and calm my nerves but now I can like do a coffee date at noon and be cool with it. There's still, there's always a minute or a couple of seconds before you walk in where you're just like, oh my God. And you feel like a little flutter in your chest and you're mm-hmm. like, this is so weird and I'm anxious. And yeah, yeah but it, I think the more you date, that kind of really, really starts to go away. Yeah. I've got into the, I used to, I used to have a problem where I couldn't go on a date. I, I would get too anxious to 
go on first dates sober, I would have to drink first. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to drink even during the dates because I'm like, I'm going to feel hungover tomorrow. And if I'm not into the guy, it's like a waste of a hangover. <laughs> so I try to like budget these things. I think that's really <laughs> smart advice because that has become a thing where I'm like, oh, not, I love drinking. Like a drink before a date is my CBD oil, like, yeah. just, or, you know, vape, like, yeah. It shouldn't be, but, and I don't always do it because now I'm kind of like, yeah, I got one. I got to go on it. Yes. But I do, uh, I should do more like the hangover because I can hang out. Like even if I'm not having a great date, I tend to hang out like, and then regret the hangover. Right. A weekday hangover is like after a couple glasses of wine for me now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that you, you like want to avoid if you. You want to make it worth it. Like, if yes. you're going to drink, it needs to be worth it. Yes. Um, that's really good advice. We've this, this keeps coming up. The daytime dates, even if you don't drink, like, the coffee dates. Yeah, it's really real. This, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll just... This will be the last one, but I think we're already talking about it. Just uh, 10 out of 10 first dates I go on are with guys I met on dating apps. Never having met a guy in person and then having to go on a date with him freaks me out especially since all my previous relationships have been friends that turned into more. Meeting someone and automatically having to see them in a romantic way is scary. I know we've already talked about that, but something about that, that added pressure of it, like, being romantic adjacent, which is what makes it weird if you're like, we want to be friends, which is what makes it different than you just talking to a stranger at the bar. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Yeah, there is something weird about jumping right into it and being like, let's be, like, yeah. Can we? yeah. I don't know. And, like, I, this is kind of, like, we just ask people for their nerves. But I thought that was, like, that last bit. It's just, like, that is really weird. And I wish we would all not look at it like it had to be romantic. Yeah. Especially if it was from online. Not, like, a coworker who you finally, like, totally. asked out. And it's funny because I feel like it's a pretty, like, modern phenomenon. Like, you know, uh-huh. I think it used to be, like, you knew people. And then maybe they would, like, ask you on a date, you know, before, pre-internet. I'm talking about, like, our... Maybe even before our parents, our grandparents, you know, like the people, like dating used to be like people you knew in your community who like you took a liking to and went on on dates with, you know? And like, I feel like it's now, it's so new. The like, cool, go meet someone for the first time in your entire life at a bar, try to recognize them from like five photos and, like, decide if you want to fuck. <laughs> Not really, but, like, yeah. No, it's so hard because so much of it is based on appearance off the bat, which for me is really rough because um, I feel like the strongest attractions I've ever had were men who I wasn't attracted to at first, mm-hmm. you know, like, who I worked with or whatever, where after getting to know them, like, for time, I just developed the biggest crushes on them because of their personalities and whatever. They eventually became physically attracted attractive to me um and I feel like on apps you you lose that I I can't imagine how many guys I've swiped left on who I would just like fall in love with getting to know um organically that's that everything you've said it just makes (laughs) me feel better because that's how I feel like we're doing an episode with match a matchmaker and when I was like being interviewed for it I was like I don't know what my type is I'm not trying to just be like open-minded really um I don't know because it's always that like je ne sais quoi like Mm -hmm. we've talked about types but I truly the more I think about it I don't think I have one it's like an energy or some crush that I develop on them and it definitely has never the only like I've met people in my life who I've dated for a while like a long time um 
just they wouldn't commit. Um, but who I did meet on apps, but there was something that like I sat down and I wasn't like, oh, he's so hot or he's so this. There was like something that just happened in the night where I was like, oh, it's almost like was our first day of work and you were just kind of cute. And then it grew over dates. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's so hard to predict. Also, sometimes you'll see a guy on an app and you'll be like, damn, like he's he's hot. And then you'll meet him in person and he looks like that. He you don't feel like he was trying to deceive you, but something just doesn't comp- add up. Yes. Yeah, like something yeah. is missing. Like, I don't know, maybe he has dead eyes or something. You're like, everything's there. Like, he looks the same as his photos, but, like, there's just, like, this element that maybe he's wearing pointy shoes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's just, like, something that you could never get from photos. Totally. Which is a weird way to say to comfort your own nerves. Think about, like, it is about two people and chemistry. And so if something doesn't go well on a first date, it's actually not about you, like, catfishing. That was a nerve someone wrote in about last week. Like, it's not about you. Like, you didn't do anything wrong. It's yeah. just people connecting. And also, I think there are certain things in your personality that, like... Like, for me, it's, like, I don't have a super strong physical type. But, like, I... Like, certain things about, like, a sense of humor and not taking yourself too seriously. I could not ever like someone without those two things. And, like, sure, maybe someone can write a bio that kind of expresses that. But it's really something you only can know when you're sitting and talking to someone. And they don't have an assistant on And they your date. don't have an assistant there. <laughs> they are... T- that is taking yourself real seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's gotten to the point where I've sort of, like... I don't know. Like, I've... I don't read profiles as they are. I can't, so, like, if a guy writes that he's fluent in sarcasm, I'm like, you have no sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have zero. You have zero. You, you don't know what sarcasm is, probably. Um. No, my gosh. That's so real. That's so real. Liza hasn't... She was, like, helping me at the beginning of this. You know, obviously, this was just a ploy to, like, start our podcast with conversations about dating, which I think we do feel are important. But, like, we were like, oh, go on a, one of us will go on a bunch of dates but she used to be on my apps. I want you to go on them again just yeah, to like I still yeah. have them on my phone. Just to remind it's so weird. That's I so like true. All of the every bio has like a token joke. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> nine times out of ten they're not really funny. But once in a while they are funny. Like there have been ones where I genuinely laugh at the joke. But even then it's like cool maybe you have one funny friend who helped you write your bio. You know, like you can't. That's like okay to me. That's like a guy can get so much more attractive if he he has a witty kind of like smart bio that isn't doesn't feel like it's trying too hard. Yes. And I have this theory that what the guy says he is in his profile is what he's actually not. So if he's like, mm. I'm just like a chill guy, like like <laughs> looking for something <laughs> like you're awful, like you're yeah yeah no I, yeah that's so very real. whatever someone says they are in their dating profile, they're not. Yes. That's, yeah. That's yeah. really good. Wait, <laughs> that's very wise. That's very wise, and we should all think about that. And think about what our dating profiles look like, too. Because now... Yeah. Do you generally make it known when you online date? Like, that you do have this, you know, successful company and also internet uh, presence? Well, I used to... On my, on my Tinder, I used to link my Instagram to it, but I stopped doing that just because... I don't know. I, f- I felt like it just, I don't I just didn't want to go there. No, that yeah, makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's only on one of my dating profiles. Like, are like, the, and it's, that's like, for business. And like, yeah, it's, yeah. 
Yeah. It's weird when people can Google you. And, oh, they can Google you anyway. But it's weird when people I, can, like... I like keeping it kind of private on... T- as private as possible on Tinder until, you know, like, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Then I'll be like, oh, like, I make these web comics, like, mm-hmm. and they're here. And you can go look and decide if you ever want to talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was a totally selfish question because, like, this yeah. is not as, like, no. out there as what you do. But, like, it's way more... Like, your web comics would be easier, I imagine, Honestly. for a guy to adapt to than, like, oh, you have a f- podcast. I don't know, like, a, a guy seeing, like, oh, I wait five hours to text you back intentionally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, like, on the table. Um, yeah, it feels kind of vulnerable, but at the same time, I feel like the guys who who are like, oh, that's so cool, I love it, it's so funny. Like, I just, like, I'm like, oh, man, this... This is this could be a guy for me, you know. Totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's helps like, me filter. Yes, yeah. yeah. Weirdly, even I felt this way about the podcast because while a couple of people have been like, "No, I'm good," there have been people who are like, "No, I'm cool with it," and there are people, so a couple that have been really cool with it. Yeah, and yeah. I've had guys who have like just kind of like insinuated that they they would want to like kind of be turned into a comic and made fun of. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. I've, I mean, that's, yeah. sometimes I'm not sure if people are just like, that was a great time. I mean, back then. in the day when we were making our web series, LOL, 2012, uh, but I feel like there were people in our life who were like, is that based on me? Like, there were people oh, who, you know, yeah. like, kind it's, of wanted it to be Because now we're a little bit more explicit while staying on <laughs> But yes, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, like, you know, we're all... We're all people who put a lot of our feelings on the internet like as part of our business yeah and it's an interesting like paradigm to be and there in. are times when i just want to be like look like i'm not that fucking pathetic right like these are my comics but like it's not how i feel all the time and like you know yeah it makes me feel like a little bit pathetic like i'm like going into the game like with like i don't know a handicap or something no, <laughs> but- <laughs> no i mean i think it's something that like Kimmy has said this to me before when I've been stressed about talking about personal stuff on the internet. She's like, look who our president is. <laughs> you know, like, it's a, a weird time where a lot of us are choosing to, like, be more vulnerable mm. in our public <laughs> selves. And... We won't lump him into this. No. This yeah. <laughs> we'll go ahead and... We're going to not call that vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry. not... I mean, it's its own kind of unself-aware vulnerability. Um, but... Yeah, like I think it's it's a it's a weird, tricky, untraveled path. But at the right. same time, think of all the people who reach out to you and to including us, but who relate to what you're putting out there. Like that, because we again far less. Even though we love you, all of you listeners, rate, subscribe, review. Like all the emails <laughs> that come into us, which are probably like one tiny percent of what you get. Like it just makes it. I'm like, oh, I I now want to keep going on the dates or doing the thing. Even though, it, like, yeah, there was one one guy who didn't like that there was a podcast. And he wasn't mad that we talked about it the first day. He was like, I'm so flattered. Thank you. He was just like, I can't do this because I'll just listen to it and it won't be healthy for me. Like, mm-hmm. if we keep going on dates. Because yeah. we were about to go on a third date. And that's fucking fair. I should have told him by the second date. We had a three-date rule, like, with sex to both on the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel, Sorry. I feel like I... I'm chatty. This wine no, is no, good. no, 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 it's no, great. We should have not Let's, chatted so much. <laughs> I mean, I think it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let, okay, let's, uh, oh, you already shouted out your means, but do you want to just do it one more time so we can do a big 
Sure. Social media sweep. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is at Violet Claire, and that's Violet and then C-L-A-I-R, no E. And we are at 51 First Dates Pod on Instagram. 51 First Dates Pod at gmail.com. Secret Facebook group. Yes. We have a Twitter that we don't use because it uh, doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're lazy and, and we're it's old. fine. Um, Instagram's and, better. So follow all of us. Join the secret Facebook group. Rate, subscribe, review. And then where can people find, you know, your cards? Your oh, yeah. Um, VioletClaire.com. Perfect. Check it all out. And uh, we're going to link the shit out of this. For sure. And we love you guys. And go, go on, on a date. date. If you want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we just want to give a huge shout-out to Manny from 5 Ohm for recording our voices and putting up with us. And thanks to Jim from 5 Ohm for recording our episodes and making us sound pretty. Yes, thank you. And also a big shout-out to Anthony also from 5 Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check 5 Ohm out online at 5ohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm.